1: Adam. I'm good, Ken. How are you? Nice it's to good. see you. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you here with us. Now, today we're here to talk, uh, once again, all about KiwiSaver, which if you live in New Zealand and you haven't heard of KiwiSaver, you must be living in a box. But uh, <laughs> yeah. before we get there, Adam, just remind our listeners what the Stuart Group is all about. Yeah,
0: so uh, Stuart Group, we're a, uh, a family business. Uh, we have been based here in Hawke's Bay for yeah, I think over 35 years now, and uh, our, our key focus is uh, providing financial advisory services uh, to, to families and, and individuals here in New Zealand. So kind of focusing on uh, investments, care we saver, and insurance, and really taking a holistic and independent approach to uh, providing,
1: uh, yes, yeah, sound financial advice. Yeah. Um KiwiSaver 101, if, for someone who doesn't even understand what it is, I mean, we all know what it is, but I fell into a, a trap in the very early days when the guy I was working with said, oh, do you want to join KiwiSaver and mm-hmm. um, what group do you want to be in? And I, and I really knew nothing about the wise yep. and the force. He said, well, we could just put you into the lowest paying one on my yep. I might head. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> no yeah. worries. And then I left it there for years until I met Nick. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And then it all changed. But um, just so sort of 101 what is kiwi Saber?
0: yeah uh so kiwi Saber is essentially to strip it back to its basics is a uh, primarily a retirement savings vehicle, uh, so you know, or you know, you're probably um, familiar with the word, you know, superannuation mm-hmm. in, in other parts of the world. So yeah. it's a a vehicle that is meant to help and encourage, um, you know, Kiwis and individuals to uh, drop some money away uh, on a, on a regular basis to help them, um, yeah, save for retirement. So because we all know, uh, you know, you get to the age of sixty five, we we want to at some stage stop working. Um, and, you know, the, the government does provide uh, help through, um, you know, NZ Super, yep. but we know that that's um, becoming more and more difficult to live off these days. Yes, indeed. You know, we, we, I'm sure we'll probably touch on what's going on in inflation and, and whatnot uh, later yep. down the track. But um, yeah, there's obviously NZ Super Superannuation there, but we want, you know, often some, some more support there. And that's where KiwiSaver is a, a really great vehicle to c-
1: try and uh, help uh, supplement that income throughout uh, your retirement. Now, from my point of view, it would seem to be like KiwiSaver is a no brainer I mean, why wouldn't you want to be in it? Because one, not only does it lock in some savings for you, but the government gives you some money every year for free. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five hundred,
0: uh, yeah, what is it, five hundred and twenty-one dollars mm. each year free um, from the government straight into your KiwiSaver account that you can touch when you uh, when you turn sixty-five. So um, there's that, and a, yeah, a whole other bunch of um, yeah uh, initiatives and and benefits um, that yeah definitely make a whole lot of sense too. Make sure that you're yeah making the most of your KiwiSaver because yeah this, it's uh, great.
1: Do you ever wonder why KiwiSaver isn't compulsory? I mean, you almost think it should be.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, there's you you do have the option um, these days to be able to go and a, you know opt out initially. So yeah. there's a choice to to not um, you know not set up your KiwiSaver if you're starting your first job. Um, so that is an active decision you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you can go on, um, uh, you know, payment holidays, yep. so, you know, up to 12 months and that can c- continue to be renewed, uh, you know, each 12 months. Um, so that, yeah, there are options to um, to, to not u- use your KiwiSaver, but um, we would definitely be in, uh, on the side of the fence whereby we think people should definitely absolutely. be making the most of it. If you opt out initially, can you opt in? Yeah, absolutely. You can choose to get back in for sure at some stage. So. Yeah.
1: Okay, now let's uh, have a bit of a chinwag about uh, financial hardship because there's, there's no doubt about it. We're coming into uh, some pretty uh, rocky roads ahead of us as far yeah. as uh, the economy goes. And uh, a lot of us might be sitting there thinking, geez, I've got a whole bunch of money tied up in KiwiSaver. Yeah. And uh, you know, I might be at the age, let's say, if I was 55 again, thinking, think, geez, I've got a few grand sitting there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to get hold of that 50 uh, that money. How yeah. do I do that? Yeah, so...
0: To put simply, it actually um, because KiwiSaver has been set up as a you know a form of superannuation that you can only access when you get to the age of sixty five. They have made it extremely difficult to be to be able to get your hands on this money before you get to that age. Obviously, uh, for those of you you know for for listeners that may not be aware, you can touch it. You know, people do use KiwiSaver um, to save for a first time, and you can actually use your KiwiSaver for a first time. But that's really quite often the, the, the main only other time that you can access these funds before you get to the age of 65. Um, there is some certain criteria that you can meet to be able to access these funds being, uh, as you said, significant financial hardship is yep. one. Um, but the yeah, the process to go through to be able to... Um, uh, yeah, access these funds through that vehicle or through that process of significant financial hardship. Uh, it's almost considered you know, KiwiSaver as a, as a last resort, so it's a difficult process to, to, to go through to be yeah. actually be able to get your
1: hands on it. Let's just want to take back a little bit. You mentioned yeah. that you can use uh, some of your funds towards your first home. Uh, is that your first home that you're going to live in, or if I want to get into the rental market and I want to buy my first rental... Could I touch yeah, it for
0: that? No, nah, no, nah. it has to be your first time. So, yeah. uh, obviously, can't be used for your first investment property uh, or anything like that. It has you have to show that, um, yeah, or declare that this is obviously your first time. And then once you've used it once for that first time, um, hence the name. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you're not touching it again right. for, for for property um, often.
1: Okay, well, so i decide decided that uh, I've had enough of uh, living in a paradise called New Zealand. I want to head overseas, I want to go to Oz. And um, can, can I take my saver with me, um, can I cancel the fund then and take the money, or do I have to transfer the fund?
0: Yeah, so you can. There's a few options there um, when you migrate out of New Zealand, and that's something that has come up a little bit recently um, with... Uh, you know, uh, migrants moving to New Zealand and they're trying to weigh up whether or not they should be setting up KiwiSaver. Doesn't make sense if they're not planning on permanently staying in mm. New Zealand. Um, so, uh, yeah, you absolutely you know. Say you go and uh, move over to Australia, you can definitely take your, your KiwiSaver across to Australia, but it would probably only make sense to do that if you have permanently moved to Australia. Yes. Um, you know, if you, you know if you have intentions to uh, to come back to New Zealand, then um, yeah, it definitely makes sense to probably keep your KiwiSaver sure. where it is. You would you would stop paying. You know, into your KiwiSaver contributions of because obviously you're no longer working here. Um, it's also something to probably be aware of as well. Um, if you are working overseas, you know, you say you're working in Australia, um, and and you decide maybe it is a good idea to continue dropping a bit of money into into your KiwiSaver um, as it stands. Uh, any money, you know, uh, contributions whilst you're living overseas will will contribute to that uh, lovely government KiwiSaver contribution that yes. free five hundred twenty one dollars. But you have to be aware that if you're living overseas at the time and you're receiving government's uh, KiwiSaver contributions, you're not actually eligible for those funds. Oh, so right. um, it's something to, for people to be aware of is that, um, yeah, whilst you are living outside of New Zealand and working uh, in another country, and if you do receive those, those contributions, you're, you're actually not yeah. eligible for them. So they will eventually get refunded. So, yeah, yeah. something to be aware of,
1: wary of. So you're just like using it as a bank, you're putting your X amount of dollars in, but the government's not subsidizing you? Yeah, 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 essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... What if I say to the government, "Yeah, I'm permanently moving to Australia"? Does the money then have to go into an Australian super scheme, or will they actually pay me out?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, it's depending on your age, but often nine times out of ten, if you if you haven't um, you know uh, reached the age of sixty five, it will need to go to um, a complying uh, Australian superannuation account. Is um, yeah, is where the funds would go. Yeah.
1: Now you mentioned that we can get uh, gets hold of that money if we can prove that we're in significant financial hardship, yeah. uh, bankruptcy. Uh, and the like I mean how much proof do you have to give to get that money yeah yeah
0: quite a bit to to be frank Um, yeah there is as I said um, that you know the, the option of getting Access to these funds before the age of sixty-five is, uh, you know, through something like significant financial hardship mm. uh, is kind of con- you know considered a last resort, and you need to uh, prove that proven that you've exhausted all other options before your your Care we service scheme provider will grant you yeah. access to these funds. So, um, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of information around income and, and salary and. Uh, you know, uh, mortgages and, and um, yeah, a, a full application process that you need to go through yeah. um, to, to prove that, you you know, you, you are struggling to meet, you know, daily living expenses or, you, you know, you're struggling to meet things like your, your rent or, or your mortgage, so. Yeah.
1: It sounds, uh, doesn't sound onerous, in my head it just sounded onerous, but if it's just filling out of form, um, how quickly would that process be finalised? So, you know, I, I come to see, you say as my provider. Yeah. I fill in the details. I said, geez, I you know, I'm in uh, Doggy Doo Street, yeah. And I need that money, I'll need it next week. Yeah. Does it happen that quickly? Yeah. Once once the application, um, the details
0: get through to, to the, the KiwiSaver provider, um, yes. they like to say, I guess it probably depends on what provider you use, but mm-hmm. I think they often aim for about 10 working days. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not an automatic thing. They need to go through and process the application um, before, these, before these funds get paid out. So, yeah, it's definitely something that you need to be aware of, weary of, that it, it does
1: take some time. And who determines what a serious health problem is? I mean... Um yeah, it's, it's a fine line between yeah. Well, that's not too serious, but that is. Yeah, it's
0: that. That def, definitely is a a bit of a controversial area. Um, I haven't dealt with any situations personally uh, whereby someone has submitted a, a application for super, uh, serious illness, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there has been some articles that have come up recently uh, in the New Zealand media that. Uh, that has spoken to that point around who does make that decision around, um, yeah, serious illness. Um, you know, is it is it the, the, the KiwiSaver provider or, you know, one of the admin staff or, you know, who, who's making that decision? It's a, uh, it, it is a bit of a tricky one for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh- in the event of someone's death, who's got money in KiwiSaver, um, I imagine that that money would be part of an estate. Is, is it hard to get your hands on it? Once yeah, a-
0: absolutely. So your KiwiSaver will form part of your estate uh, and then distributed as per your will, um, and that's the really key part. There um, is it, it is it is a slightly simp- uh easier process if your KiwiSaver account is valued under fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. If it's less than fifteen thousand dollars, it can just be you, you don't actually need a will for it to be uh, distributed. The Funds, but yes. anything above fifteen thousand um, dollars. If you don't have a will, then that distribution of funds on you know on your demise does become. Uh, quite an onerous process and um, yeah it becomes uh, uh, you know the discretion of the courts will make a decision as to how it's distributed so um, super important Um, you know if you've got KiwiSaver with you know 15, 20, 30 however much money or you know 30 grand yeah uh, yeah, get a will in place gotta have a will that's right
1: yeah and once you get to the age of 65 I mean I know that here I am I'm well over 65 but uh, I still have uh, contributions going in every week my Mm -hmm. employer because they're fantastic employers they also put in for me but at that age, I can almost treat Kiwisaver like a bank. Totally, yeah,
0: yeah, it becomes an extremely um, flexible and viable uh, investment option for people over the age of 65, mm. um, and, and we're seeing that a lot. We're seeing, yeah, definitely a lot of people that. Uh, are are of that age um, that maybe haven't even used KiwiSaver before are yeah. uh, starting to, to join KiwiSaver once they get to the age, um, you know, over 65 because of how flexible it becomes. Um, you know, you can, can you, as you said, continue to keep paying into it uh, on a weekly, fortnightly, one-off, um, you know, um, Period, Or you can, uh, you know, set up regular withdrawals to be, uh, you know, pulling funds from that on a weekly, again, uh, monthly or fortnightly basis. Uh, You can take ad hoc, you know, one-off lump sum withdrawals out. So, um, yeah, uh, a super uh, low-cost, flexible uh, option for people over the age of 65.
1: And on the face of it, much better interest.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Investing in something like your KiwiSaver, it's going to be invested in capital markets, and mm. depending on you know your risk appetite, will depend on that allocation between you know slightly higher growth assets like shares versus mm. more in, uh, income generating assets like bonds. Um, but we do expect over the long term uh, those type of assets to uh, generate a higher rate of return than what we you know what you get from you know uh, you know a cash savings account or the, or the term deposit from the bank. So, um, but yeah, the, the of the key is obviously um, you know having a uh, a long view of things, and because we, as we know, as we've seen, probably what's happening over the last 12 months, markets do go up and down, yeah. and it's been a pretty tricky period the last 12 months for all investors, whether you're in conservative, balanced, or growth.
1: Yes. Um, so, as yeah. I've to work this morning, uh, there was a lot of doom and gloom about the uh, the property market, saying yeah. that you know values are not quite plummeting. They didn't use those words, but mm-hmm. I think in Wellington they're saying that values are dropping by about twenty percent, mm-hmm. and Central North Island, uh, yeah, they're experiencing uh, you know drops in value. So probably. Uh, a much better idea perhaps is to invest more in your KiwiSaver well
0: yeah particularly well um, you know I'm I'm sure people will argue this point uh, and and there's pros and cons to both options Mm -hmm. uh, but for you know someone over the age of 65 again um, that is trying to you know use an investment that's going to help facilitate their retirement help Mm -hmm. uh, top up NZ Super you know or or generate it uh, you know a liquid form of income then KiwiSaver does become a great vehicle as again as we've mentioned it's super flexible um, and fully liquid you know if you wanted to make a full withdrawal all of these funds they can often be you know paid out within you know three to ten working days whereas uh you know uh the sale of a property doesn't quite work like that and yeah. you can't just take a you know small portion out when you need so <laughs> the door um yeah, yeah there's pros right. and cons to yeah. both
1: now you mentioned uh, in the little spiel before that, that there are three levels of kiwi saver that we can um, enter the market with so to speak what are they and why and who would they most suit yeah,
0: yeah. So there's a range of KiwiSaver investments available, uh, depending on, uh, yeah, the the uh, you know individuals maybe time frame for investment or yep. the risk appetite. Um, so we can look at something that's you know more aggressive or growth focused. Um, so that's. Uh, a KiwiSaver investment um, that is uh, focused on trying to you know, maximize returns and, and will increase your exposure to uh, things like shares which are expected to generate higher rates of return over the long term mm. um, but in saying that there's the classic risk return relationship yes. so uh, being a growth asset it's going to hopefully generate higher rates of return over the long term but it does come with a bit more risk mm. and when I talk about risk it's, it's volatility so that's uh, going to uh, you can expect more ups and downs along the way uh, when you're invested in something like a growth fund versus yep. kind of move your way down the risk spectrum to a more balanced or, or conservative fund and okay. conservative carry saver a fund will have a a smaller allocation to these growth assets shares and and a larger allocation to what we call fixed income or, or bonds and so they are income generating assets that aren't as volatile they don't go up and down as much mm. um uh, although this year, again, has been a bit of a different story for bonds. It's been uh, yeah, a, a yeah. difficult period. Um, unprecedented, some would even say. Uh, yes. But typically they uh, are less volatile and they uh, provide a, a, steady, a, a steady stream of, of income yeah. to the portfolio.
1: I suppose it's uh, fair to say that you've got to be in there for the long haul and that you can't look at your markets up and down every day because that's really what's happening. But would it also be fair to say that it's unlikely uh, that you're going to lose money by being in KiwiSaver when you, when you look at the... Uh, you know, so you start putting money in when you're 18 and you come out at the other end when you're 65, it'd be unlikely that you'd be...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at you know financial markets over the long term, you see that that, that curve in terms of uh, uh, investment performance for mm. a range of different asset classes that make up your KiwiSaver investments. Again, whether that's bonds, shares, uh, you know, property as well, there's usually often a small uh, allocation to uh, property in, the, in these KiwiSaver funds. If you look... Over the long term, uh, these these assets uh, definitely uh, generate positive rates of return, um, mm. and so. Uh, yeah, you could probably say if if we yeah if we maintain that long long time frame for investment uh, and stay focused on the long term and try and avoid because uh, this is when the the issue is when you, you potentially will lose money mm-hmm. is when markets are volatile yes um, and uh, the old uh, behavioural finance things comes into play and human emotion and us as humans you know we're not wired very well to be good investors <laughs> That's uh, right. um, and and you know that the, the uh, there's a classic saying that. Uh, Investors are driven by fear and greed, yes. Um, And uh, (laughs) um, so, you know, they'll be you know sometimes greedy, and and we see markets going up and up and up, and and assets across the board increasing. So people will be piling into these investments that are appreciating in value really quickly, which is uh, maybe not the best thing to be doing. We don't really want to be buying. You know, the 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 aim of the uh, game is to be trying to uh, you know buy into investments at a lower price, not when they're at the top. Um, So that's that. whole whole thing of greed kicking in and then on the flip side fear sets in when markets start to turn as we know that there are periods when that will uh inevitably happen um markets move in cycles and um, that human emotion of fear sets in as well sometimes and uh we see the value of our investments decline and we you know we try to move to cash or we move to a lower risk care we save the fund and and that's when you're you're locking in losses um and uh you can potentially lose some money so um, I think it comes back to the basics of to yeah achieve good investment outcomes over the long term. Get a good plan yeah. in place um, and and come and speak to us and, and get some help and
1: some some advice. I suppose mum and dad investors are probably the most uh, scared of the f- you know, the share market and that sort of thing. So once you get to the age of sixty five, you know here we have been in turbulent times. Mm-hmm. I suppose those people are most likely to say let's get that money out of there what What bit of advice might you give to someone who has got the money sitting there they haven't taken it out yet but you know they're listening to um the financial markets and they're saying geez they've got tough times ahead what would you say to them because if you like you say if you take the money out you consolidate your loss but what advice have you got
0: yeah yeah absolutely um i guess you know people around that age maybe 65 um Again, it's easier said than done, um, and obviously, it has been a really difficult period for mum for and dad investors. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, what we, we really try and encourage is just just take a step back and and try and keep things in perspective. You know, people the age of sixty five, um, you know, they, they get to that age, and, and you know, with things like their we, we think oh, just because it's accessible, maybe we can you know withdraw mm. it or pull it out. Whereas you know, often we want to these these investments to facilitate our income yes. with, uh, throughout retirement, and people are living well past the age of 65 you know potentially another 20 30 years so we would consider that an extended time frame for investment to still be really yes. ma- ensuring that you're making the most of uh, things like KiwiSava, um as an investment that we know will, will be volatile um, at, at different times but over the long term will absolutely generate positive returns so it's just trying to uh, block out the noise during these difficult yeah. periods and and Yeah, which is, I know, easier said than done when, you know, maybe you've got your retirement savings sitting in a KiwiSaver fund that's dropped by 10% over the last 12 months. It's um, definitely uh, not an easy thing to see. And I guess is why um, it's that whole behavioural finance and and human emotion and and why we're not sometimes wired that well to be good investors.
1: How often should we look at it? I mean, the, you know, my wife says, oh, check what your Kiwi savers with. us. that it'll be all right. Just leave yeah. it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, we would,
1: yeah, that's, that's a classic question. And you always
0: get people that, um, are looking at it almost every day. Yeah. And, and it just is probably not the best thing for their old mental state no. to be, to be doing something <laughs> like true. that. Um, yeah. When, as we said, markets are volatile. They're going to go up and down. Um, and, yeah you know if you've if you've got a good plan in place and you've you know you've uh, got some good advice and and you're confident that you you know your investments are set up appropriately for you in your current situation uh then there's no need to you know okay. you check on it once a month you know if Matt you know we've got clients that almost not even once a year maybe mm. they come in for a review a review with us and that's the only time they check their portfolio yeah. so the less frequently the better i'd say absolutely <laughs>
1: good on you adam before we get back to work just remind our listeners we want some good sound financial advice on kiwi and a host of other financial options how do we do that
0: yeah just just come and get in touch with us uh, we've got a, a range of different areas where you'll be able to find our contact details but probably the easiest one jump on the website at stuart group um, and you'll be able to find a, myself or one of our advisors
1: good on you adam and uh, on behalf of myself and the team here at radio hawks bay and our listeners thanks for your time for this year and all your advice about kiwi have yeah you Have a merry christmas and a happy new year